Welcome everyone to the almost cancelled TV news podcast. I am Peter, and joining me, as ever, is Connor. Yeah, straight from work, more or less. Yeah, we had planned on having an episode last week. I, I did put out a tweet and stuff, but when we found out we couldn't. But uh, uh, there, there was uh, tensions. But uh, you were doing like the yearly checkup or something that works, so you, you were in for all sorts of hours. Uh, the, the look in your face, basically. Uh, uh, it was it was one of the worst working weeks of my life. Yeah, that tells the whole story. Uh, not to worry, though, the news that was assembled is rolled into this week's, uh, so we got a host of things to look through. Uh, you'll be delighted to know that neither this week or last week were super heavy uh, for news, so it's not too uh, much good, yeah. overall. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? You got a little... Uh, it's just a daiquiri, which is yeah, simple. <laughs> This is this is about as simple as it gets. It's it's three ingredients. It's it's nothing. No, simple simple is just opening like a bottle or a can and pouring a glass. All right, this is as simple as cocktails get. Okay, yeah, a cocktail. You have to have a cocktail at five well, a.m. A, I got home from work an hour ago, less than. <laughs> so this is evening for me. B, I don't have a bottle or a can of anything in. So, uh, but I did have limes and I had rum. So, daiquiri. Can you just drink rum? Is rum not a thing you can just drink? I mean, straight? I could just drink rum straight, but I've got, I mean, how many bottles of whiskey have I pulled out on this show to drink <laughs> to drink straight? I could do that, but I want something to sip on as we're talking. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, the sippy drink doesn't account for your drinking gate rules, though. No, 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 no. That has to be it's, hard it's, liquor it's, in the gut. I mean, there is like a, in that, there is a double shot of High st- high proof. Rum, right, but it's delayed but... with lime and shit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Tied a little bit of lime and lime. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's fine. I'll still, I'll, I'll still get the whiskey. Don't worry about it. I, I got plenty. The visual of you swinging from a bottle like a raging alcoholic is part it's of the funny. charm. Yeah, it, it is. I agree. Um. So anyway, <laughs> we got renewals, cancellations, new shows to talk about, premiere dates, uh, all that stuff. Oh, in fact, there's an article that I meant to bring back up that I forgot. So I'm just going to go find that just no. now. Uh. So. Yeah, the professionalism uh, that you bring to this show. <laughs> Look, I have a lot, a lot of tabs open. I've got them all colour. I'm saying is, I am prepared with so many bottles of whiskey for no matter what stupid things your drinking game throws at me. Yeah, you can't even open all your tabs. Don't pretend. Don't pretend to me that you wouldn't have oodles and oodles of bottles of booze, regardless of whether or not we did this show that happened to have a few drinking rules on it. I literally had, I got two more this week. Ah, of course you did. Uh, and... Look, I, I got I got my tax rebate this week. Uh-huh. Which was, like, pretty hefty. So I, I bought a bottle or two to celebrate. Well, no, Paige bought me one last week, and then I bought myself one. All right, and see when you bought one, uh, were you thinking to yourself, I'm doing this for the good of the show? Because Obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, every time I see one on offer, like a, a you know a cheap bottle that's that's not good, I'm like, oh, I could get that. It'll 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 swing into my uh my new show rotation. Sounds about right. So uh, without further ado, we'll we'll dive into the renewal, shall we? Um, there's a bunch of weird ones this week, so you won't necessarily have heard of all of these. I mean, some of them are, you've heard of been brought up before, but some of them I'm like, I don't know what this is. But uh, you know, this is why it's the quick section at the start. Yes, based off of the stupid names. Oh, sure. Uh, so, first up, uh, The Old Man has been renewed for season two at FX. This is the Jeff Bridges show. Yeah, I remember watching the trailer, right? Ah, this, this just came out, so yeah. Yeah, we, this, was, this is new, yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about this not too long ago. 
similarly, Dark Winds has been renewed at AMC for season two. So, um, yes, that's also coming back. So very good. Um, then we get to the ones that I'm not as familiar with. Uh, there's going to be a few examples of this this week, I think. But the idea that I know anything that Peacock has made is clearly ridiculous. I honestly, one, I forget Peacock exists multiple times. You know, and then you say the name, and I'm like, oh yeah, Peacock. The only thing I can name was on it was Saved by the Bell, and I know it's been cancelled, but it, it existed. It temporarily. existed. Uh, so they've, uh, sorry, they've renewed. Sorry, not cancelled. They've renewed Killing It. Uh, ironically, because you know. You could have said they killed it if they cancelled oh, it. That will 100% be the headlines that everyone yeah. runs with. Uh, it's Craig Robinson that's in this. Uh, so this is a comedy on Peacock. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's good. Let's see, getting a season two. Uh, and then next up, the 10-year-old Tom has been renewed for season two by HBO Max. I hate the name of that. Yes. It, just make, it, it makes me go, this must be awful. <laughs> it's an adult animated series, for the record. Okay. Still yes. hate the name of it. I feel like we could come up with a better term for cartoons for adults because it sounds like you're saying porn cartoon when you say adult animation, but you're not. You're saying Family Guy and Simpsons and shit well, like well, that. Because the thing is, there's already a word for that. It's called hentai. <laughs> <laughs> True, but what if Western porn or what if Western <laughs> animation starts making porn? What what do we call Netflix's like? Attempts at anime, you know, like the, the Castlevania and the, the Dragon's Dogma. What, what, what's the name of that? Where it's Western anime? I don't know. That's got to have a name. Does it have a name? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it must do. The, the, we'll, 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 we'll spoof on that, whatever that name is. Nanami? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, 10 year old Tom renewed for season two by HBO Max. Uh, and uh, interesting just in the sense that it was something that, that got cancelled but has been saved uh, not because the show itself is that interesting to us but Magnum P.I. was cancelled by CBS and NBC has swooped in with a two season 20 episode order so that's two seasons of 10 episodes each that they've swooped that's in such an NBC move it really is yeah um, so yeah, uh, people like the Magnum PI show. Apparently, people are into. It. People also just like CBS castoffs, don't they? They're hoping that they'll they'll carry up because CBS, for all the shit we give them, have stupid viewing figures. Yeah. So when when these places pick them up, they're hoping that some of that audience that that CBS have will like come over with them. Uh, no doubt. I think this is season five and six that it's been renewed for, uh, but. Uh, it's, it's worth mentioning this. So this this news because uh, obviously we're recording this in the the very late night of the or technically early morning second second of July. But I, I still count this as the first of July in my my head. Uh, the the deadline for like all the contracts for the actors and stuff was the thirtieth of June. So this was like a down to the wire announcement this mm. week. Uh, but uh, they worked out a deal, and fans of Magnum PI, I'm sure, will be will be thrilled. All six of them. <laughs> You say that, it probably gets better ratings than anything you like. But <laughs> They do. This is because CBS... This is what I'm saying. Like a show that's cancelled on CBS for low figures can still be huge numbers to any other network. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, there's a Magnum PI uh, renewed for two shorter seasons at NBC. Uh, and it does point out as well that there's an option for more. So this is not a definitely... This is it it's done. At least two. Yeah. 
so they, they might treat it as the end, or they might go, if, if it goes well, you know, I imagine they might even make that choice after one of them airs, you know, because they'll, they'll have some ideas of how it's doing. Depends how much the cast demand in their renegotiations in two years' time. Oh, that's, that's, that's true, that's true. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Maybe that's why it's two seasons, because they were all contracted for two more anyway. Yeah. So it was a, it was a cheaper deal, effectively. Uh, all right. So, all right, the cancellations then. Snowpiercer is going to end with season four on TNT. That got four seasons? It did, and they were really quick as well. Because what was so funny is that it took ages to come out because they redid the pilot like twice, and I felt like it was in the news. We were talking about the pilot coming for Jeez. such a long time. And then they like they were already airing season two like months after season one finished, I feel like. And we were like, oh, it's been renewed for season three and four. Like, wait, two? Where did two come into it? Uh, so this was a this was a weird burn bright and fast show. Uh, I didn't like the pilot, so no, I mean... Yeah, I wouldn't say that bright. Yeah. Bright in the sense that it, 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 it was spurted out very quickly. <laughs> yes. Uh, so season four is not aired yet, I don't think, but uh, that, that's going to be the last one coming up, so... Uh, maybe that means they knew that rating it, which would be good maybe, for fans. Yeah. Uh, but uh, very cool. Uh, next up, uh, another show that's ending is the so the up. This is uh, season three is coming of this, but uh, C the Apple show starring Jason Momoa. Uh, it's third season. I think it's got a trailer recently. Uh, but that's going to be its last season. That's fine. It was, it was not a very good no start no. to that show. I'm surprised it's got three seasons. I think that was just a case of Apple wanted to say we're committed to our shows and at least doing a few seasons of all of them. I think so, because that was like one of their launch shows, right? That yeah, was launch or, day. Or pretty close. Oh, was it the launch day? Okay. It was C, it was um, For All Mankind. I think Morning Show, yeah, that was their day one. And then maybe like a like a kids thing or something, you know? Like, they, yeah. yeah they launched with three or four shows. But it's uh, fine, because now they got Ted Lasso, so... They got Ted Lasso, and they got Severance, which is really good. And so. I say that, Ted Lasso was only ever planned to be three seasons, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, there's always a chance as well that Momoa is just really expensive to keep around in a TV show. Cause he's like he a definitely is, and I'm pretty sure he's doing other stuff with Apple shows as well. Yeah, maybe he's quite happy working with them, but... Uh, yeah, so that's, the final season's coming out on August 26th, it's starting, so... Mm. Uh, that's That's coming... Uh, HBO have cancelled The Time Traveler's Wife after one season. Uh, I'm not surprised by this. It had something like a 35 Metacritic or whatever it was when it came out. Yeah, yeah. People were not impressed with it. Uh, it yeah, it looked rough. Uh, which is a shame because HBO tends to mean a certain level of quality, but... Uh, was this HBO or HBO Max? This was HBO, directly. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was... It was six episode series HBO though. I don't know if no, it aired on a Monday. Kind of one of the one of their little limited ones. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it wasn't limited because I cancelled them. But you know. Yeah, but six episodes. It, it was. I mean, it's limited now. <laughs> technically. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, CW have cancelled another show. They've cancelled Tom Swift. Uh, that was the spinoff of the Nancy Drew show. That got one no season. Way. So that's them cancelling. Uh, Do you know what? I, I'm assuming we're going to talk about the, the bigger CW news later. But having seen that, that has completely recontextualized a lot of these cancellations for me. 
I don't think I know what you're talking about, so... Uh, oh, oh, that is huge, like, headline news. I'll give you a slot to talk about it at the right point. L I, I will try and find a, an article, because I, I saw it earlier. I sent it to me. Uh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll slot it in. Uh, so, next up, What Women Kill. Oh, sorry, not What Women Kill. <laughs> Why Women Kill, uh, Season 3. Uh, well, this one's actually really sad. This is like your worst nightmare as a fan of a TV show. Why Women Kill was renewed for Season 3 at Paramount Plus, and they've now just turned around and decided right before they were going to go into production that they're not going to do it anymore. So, I mean, I, I'm not that familiar with this show. It's, I know it's Mark Cherry's show who did the Desperate Housewives, but, like, if I liked the show, it got renewed, and then it got taken away like that, I'd be livid. <laughs> livid, I tell you. So, there you go. Of course, too busy looking for an article. <laughs> I am. I, I found out. I, I was trying to find a reputable source, because... It's it's one of those deals that's nearing completion. It's not oh. official yet, so I wanted to find not mm. just some random website. That's but, fair. No, that's I, fair. I, found, I found Wall Street Journal. That's that's pretty safe. They're, they're I'll, I'll repair, send you that. Google. You can you can throw that in because that's interesting right. to talk about. Yes, uh, and then Duncanville's been cancelled at Fox after three seasons. Would you like to guess what okay. Duncanville is? If it's not about Dunkin' Donuts, who cares? <laughs> uh, it's uh, another adult animated comedy. Uh, it could be about Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, is there a description here? It follows a spectacularly average 15-year-old boy voiced by Amy Poehler uh, with a rich fantasy life and the people in his world. Duncan, so his name's Duncan, that's why it's called Duncan. Duncan yeah. can see adulthood on the horizon, money, freedom, cars, girls, but the reality is more like Always being broke, driving with your mum, sitting shotgun, and babysitting your little sister. He's not exceptional, but he has a wild imagination in which he's never anything but less than amazing. Well, not that amazing because it has been cancelled now. <laughs> After Three seasons season. though, right? So that's not like nothing. Yeah, it's not, not terrible. Uh, Hulu has cancelled Woke after two seasons. Uh, I don't remember that one. This is a live action animated comedy. What does that mean? So I mean, a bit of both. Which, which, yeah, which one is it? <laughs> it just says live-action animated comedy. I feel like you shouldn't be able to just say that. That's, like, be more specific. Uh, so, yes. Launched in September 2020, the unique series took an irreverent look at the identity and culture as it followed Keith, an Amer African-American cartoonist on the verge of mainstream success when an unexpected incident changes everything. With a fresh outlook on the world around him, Keith starts navigating... The new voices and ideas. His name's Keith, not Keith, just in case people think I'm saying that weird. It's K-E-E-F, right? I'm not mispronouncing mm -hmm. the word Keith. That's fine. Carry on. Right. So Keith navigating the new voices and ideas he's confronted with and challenged him, uh, all without setting aflame everything he's already... I assume it means that he sees, like, animated things. I think so. He's a cartoon. Yeah. As soon as you said cartoonist, it kind of made a bit more sense, right? It's his His... Illustrations coming to life, I assume, in some fashion. Yes. So, uh, you know, that makes some sense. Uh, so, very good. Uh, so, we have um, some premiere dates, uh, all pretty much from the Universal side of things, meaning we have a bunch of NBC premiere dates and we have a bunch of uh, Peacock <laughs> premiere dates. Oh, so all, all the interesting ones, then, is what you're telling me, yeah? <laughs> so, NBC. Um, now, annoyingly, they've, they've not marked which ones are new in this full schedule here. So well, we can guess, but we're probably yeah. wrong. 
Um, I guess some of them, like. Uh, so, Quantum Leap, for example, is a new show. Uh, it's a new reboot that's coming on September 19th. Uh, I do know as well that I think they're reshooting the pilot for that. Obviously, they're happy with the show because they're, they're still keeping it, but they're, they're reshooting at least some of the pilot, if not all of it. I wonder if it's just a recasting of a character or two, and that's why. Yeah, maybe. Maybe as simple as that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's not new, that's not new, that's not new. All the Law and Orders Chicago shows, I'm pretty sure, aren't new. <laughs> there might be one new one buried in there, though. You never yeah. know. Wait, Labria's still airing? That guy season two? Are you really? kidding me? That first episode was trash. Oh, wow. People disagree. I feel like that's the only new show that I can see in this list. Is the Quantum Leap. Because New okay. Amsterdam's not new. We've talked about that before. Uh, <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I love if you're a Chicago Universe fan, you get all three shows in one night, 8, 9, and 10. Uh, Law and Order, 8, 9, and 10 on a Thursday. Like, you've got a night of the week, which is just all your universe bunched together. Hey. Why not? Lock them in. Yeah. Um, all right, there you go. Uh, that's 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 NBC. Peacock, Obviously. on the other hand, has a bunch of premiere dates. Uh, it's not all of them are season ones, admittedly, but uh, yeah. So August twenty fifth. Everything I know about love. Don't ask me where these are because there's no uh, description. Okay. Uh, what so do you know about love? Shockingly, very little. Is that shocking? <laughs> Shocking to some people. N- name one. Your mum. Uh, <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, September 8th. Uh, last Light starting. Uh, September 15th, Vampire Academy. Uh, sounds like something for the... Uh, I'm vamp- pretty sure I've, I've read at least one of those books mm. over a decade ago. They're going after the uh, the Vampire Diaries audience. Is that what they're looking for with that? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, we got season four of Dragons Rescue Raiders Heroes of the Sky. I'm going to assume that's animated. Just a just a hunch. Probably, and I'm into it. Uh, October 6th, uh, we have A Friend of the Family premiering. Uh, October 20th, One of Us is Lying season two. November 3rd is The Capture Season 2. Yeah, that's what I was reading about Peacock shows that have already had a season and I, like, what? What are these? Yeah, Peacock? What? Yeah, November 10th is The Missing, although that says working title next to it. Very confident on that. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's covered in a few months, but we'll figure out the title later, don't worry about it. November 23rd, Pitch Perfect Bumper in Berlin. Yes, sign me up. <laughs> uh, November 30th, Irreverent, and December 22nd, the best man, the final chapter. So they've just given you a whole host of premiere days. That's the rest of the year locked down for them. <laughs> and I, like, I know what Pitch Perfect the movies are. <laughs> I'm assuming it's related to that. I, I assume it's a, it's a spin-off of some kind. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I will take this time to look at the article that Connor sent me on my phone because if I look at it on Discord, I'm going to like ruin his video. So, uh, <laughs> so. Next, our media group Inc., the nation's biggest owner of local television stations, is close to a deal to acquire the majority of the CW network from co-owners Warner Brothers and Paramount. That's interesting, actually. So that would make them not independent because they'd have a big owner, but they'd be independent from the studios who are making all the content. Yeah, and um, I've just realised the article is is paywalled. So I'm yeah. going to tell you the, the, what the really interesting part is. 
they're acquiring it again. This is this is what I saw earlier. Mm. Acquiring it for zero dollars. Okay, explain. Uh, they they're agreeing to take on the majority of the hundred million dollar debt or whatever it is that CW have right now. All right, so, so they're they're effectively so they're essentially, pay but yeah. they won't be paying it all at once. It'll be debt repayment, so they'll be able to pay that over whatever years long schemes that's under already, not over you know you know in a, in one transaction like it normally would be that's interesting uh it is actually and, and it makes a lot of all these cancellations that we've got recently suddenly are in a fresh new light of oh they are bleeding money and they are desperate well i mean you could look at it as bleeding money but i could also just look at it as they were trying to streamline because they usually when companies try to sell like that they, they tend to try and pare everything down into a neat package and yeah. saying, hey, we have 15 shows all with guaranteed next seasons is a lot more of a tougher sell. Whereas what they've done is they've said, okay, we've got a bunch of new season ones and we've got a bunch of shows that are more guaranteed hits. That, so that you'll it. have more creative control going forward because you're not tied to all these long-running things. Yeah. And also with a lot of the longer-running ones, your contracts for your, your cast will be significantly more expensive. So you've kind of got rid of pretty big expenditures that way yeah i didn't have this in the news but i saw just passed on passing on twitter this week that candace Patton on the flash had just signed a contract to come back for season nine and i'm like oh that's a bit later than everyone else so clearly there was some dispute and mm. she was fighting for better money and clearly she got something she was happy with but uh it was just it was interesting uh just like oh there was a chance she might not come back uh yeah so yeah there you go um, I don't have a whole section for you this time, but I, I thought there was a bit of Yellowstone news. I thought, oh yes, I thought I'd throw the it return in. of Yellowstone. I'm I'm still planning on actually watching it so because now I've actually heard enough about it. I'm like, this actually sounds like interest. You know, something I could be interested in. Uh, but do I, do I start the entire Yellowstone universe or just Yellowstone? Well, I think you start with Yellowstone season one anyway. Yeah, regardless, do I expand into the whole universe? Because clearly, there's a Yellowstone universe at this point. Well, I mean, if you like it, maybe, yeah. mm, make, make that call once you've got a, got a taste. Uh, so the prequel series that's uh, going to star Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, just if you remember that's happening, uh, has, has got a new title. Uh, it's been renamed to, and annoyingly, it doesn't tell me clearly here what the. Uh, Original title was. Just see if I can find it. Yeah, go go and have a look. Uh, but this is now called 1923, which matches the fact that one of the other ones is called 1883. So this seems to be like a, a bit of a trend. I'm I'm still shocked that they're not putting the word Yellowstone there. You know, Yellowstone 1923. Okay. Well, this is slightly interesting. Is it was originally announced as 1932. <laughs> I've, got, I've got articles from mid-May, okay. 1932. So either. The one you're looking at now is a typo. Or they've just oh, changed no, no, no. the year. It's definitely not a typo because it says here it's been renamed to 1923 to encompass the end of World War One and the start of the Prohibition era. So they're saying that the story's about that time period. Yeah, okay. So uh is that because they were they hadn't like nailed down which decade they wanted to set it in before, or was the nineteen thirty two just always a mistake? I don't Curious. know. That's interesting. That, that said, like the description I've got here talks about the end of Prohibition, the Great Depression. So, yeah, and this was when it was 32. So they've changed their mind. Now it's the start of Prohibition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, 1923. Uh, Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren just got older. 
that's an accurate statement. You can't. You can't <laughs> I say mean, that. That, that you could say that again right now, and it would still be accurate. I can, I can say about anyone, it would still be accurate. Yeah. Unless they're already dead. In much, in much case, I guess the the clock stops. But. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, out of the comedies, then, uh, for for the week. Um, so these one of the stars of Boy Meets World, uh, Danielle Fischel, uh, and co-executive producer Mark Blutman are teaming up to develop a middle schooler comedy called I'm With Her. Uh, so I guess she's famous for being in a middle school comedy, so she's going to develop a new one. Uh, sure. So I'm With Her follows an unlikely pairing of Ali and Atlas, two middle schoolers, each of whom has something the other desires. Influencer Ali <laughs> has a platform with little substance, while outlier Atlas has substance but no platform. The pair are thrown together when Ali enlists the social conscious Atlas to be the unseen voice behind her popular stream. Three minutes with Ali. Okay, Atlas agrees hate, to fill in the role of one condition. Ali must include him in her world of popularity. I hate this. I hate everything about this. <laughs> You know, we we grew up before influencers, you know, were a thing. It's, it's certainly the idea that a teenager could be an influencer, and I just I'm I'm trying to imagine what it's like now in like high school. Just if someone happens to have a bit of a following online, and they're just what kind of shitheads they're acting like. That sounds like hell. <laughs> oh dear. And how often do you get threatened to sue them if they record any footage of you without your consent? Every day. <laughs> oh dear. It's funny, it's funny. Anyway, yeah, so that's it. I'm with her. Uh so there you go. Uh next up, HBO Max this time. Uh Megan Stalter, uh one of the stars of HBO Max's hacks, is going to front a new comedy at HBO Max, uh also in development A twenty four. So yeah, that's one of their uh one of their things. Uh, streaming platform A24 developing the pilot for Church Girls, a comedy created, executive produced, and starring Stoller, um, inspired by her true life experiences. The half hour comedy follows Beth Parker, played by Stoller, a 20 year old Christian closeted lesbian as she wrestles with her sexuality and faith in God while entering adulthood in suburban Ohio. Uh, there was no professional in there. I was, I was paying no, attention. And there was it. no return to home or anything like that. Yes, yes. She's just still in her home. She's not left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you're, you're, you're good on that one. But, uh, yes. Uh, that was really uninteresting until they said she's, like, a lesbian whilst also being Christian. Because, okay, I can see where all the, the conflict and drama and comedy is going to come from. This is a comedy, right? Yeah? Yeah, it's, it's comedy. comedy. Yeah, yeah it's also, okay. I, I can see it. I can, yeah. see, I can see it working. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, next up, Rashida Jones uh, with Will McCormick are going to be working with Lionsgate TV and they have signed their first look producing deal which I normally don't bring those up but this comes with a project which is why it's here uh, so yeah the first project in development is a romantic comedy called Lovesick uh, based on the UK romantic comedy series of the same name which I have never heard of um, me either yeah so, the British sitcom created by Tom Edge revolved around a group of English friends. Yeah, so, either this is the point of the show, or there's a big mistake in this description that upsets okay. me. Go on. 
A group of English friends sharing a house in the West End of Glasgow. I think that's the point of the show. I would hope so. If that's the premise, if, if it's a group of English guys sharing a, a flat in Glasgow, that's fine. But if this is an American calling a bunch of Scottish people English, I'm upset. I would also be upset on your behalf. <laughs> and also because we didn't want to be Scottish. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I do think that is the point. I think it, it's, yeah. it, it probably plays well of that. I mean, outsider culture, right? It's a very slight outsider culture because, I mean, Scotland and England are pretty similar. But yeah. They are, but also <laughs> there is still rivalry, right? Let's let's be fair. Aye. It's friendly I'm enough, just, though. I mean... <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was on a night out in, in Glasgow, for example, uh-huh. I, I imagine if you were the only Englishman in, in a bar full of, of Scots... It, yeah, depending on how the night's going, it might not go so well for you. Shut you up. You might not be enjoying yourself. I'm, no, I'm not saying it would get violent or anything oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, make fun of you, sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying there would be a, a culture like, of, oh, no, 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 that's them over there. I don't know. I feel like with you, they'd be hard-pressed as, like, do, do we make fun of being English? Do we make fun of ginger? What, what, like, what do we pick? It, look, it's Scotland. You have more ginger people than England. What's to stop us from making fun of them? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's just true. <laughs> Does you that stop? More opportunities to make fun of. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so I mean, that's you know, that's just the start of it. Uh, and the romantic lives. Oh, that was the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, they're sharing a house oh. in the west end of Glasgow and their romantic lives. Right. That's well, the... thankfully that was all personal. Yes, yes. Um so yeah. Well, what was the equivalent then? If I mean is it just like people who are in a different state in the US if they're doing that? If they're doing the whole out of water kind of thing, or do they do like four Canadians living in a in a US apartment or vice versa? Like what? Did they even bother with that part of it? No, you have to do it like quite extreme. You you do someone like like liberal New Yorkers living in the deep south or something like that, yeah, okay, right? Yeah, you, yeah. you have to go to extreme. Sure, yeah, yeah. You you pick very different parts of the country, yeah. Yeah. Uh you can't okay. be neighboring states, I don't think. I don't think that's Although, quite to be fair, intense enough. I mean, okay, like politically I suppose there is a bit of a difference, but I, I, w- I wouldn't say Scotland and England are as different to each other as New York is to Texas. I think New York and Texas are far more different. I actually agree with that. Yeah. At least from a the outsider's perspective and the media sure, perspective yeah, that we yeah. have. Having never set foot in either place, might I add. <laughs> right, whereas I, I have been in Scotland, you have been in England. Right? Yes. <laughs> we, we have experienced what that is like. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Uh, moving on, last comedy. Uh, we're getting a sequel series to Who's the Boss, and it's found uh, a home. Uh, so, <laughs> Freevee. The hell is Freevee? <laughs> well, apparently it's Amazon Freevee, so Amazon have got a free. Amazon own all sorts of random S- shit. Let's be honest. Streaming thing, I guess. I, I yeah, I've never heard of it. Uh, and so, someone's going to like you know sick. You mentioned yeah. it on this news episode six All months right. ago, and I'm like, no, no it, sure. But... I I don't think Amazon knows everything that Amazon Amazon owns. I think so, that's fair. so this might officially be Amazon freebie, but 
it, it basically may as well not be. Yeah, so the so the news of this is that both Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano are coming back. So in the original show, which I saw the odd episode of, you know, late night on like the comedy channel <laughs> when I was like in yeah. my preteens, uh like it was basically you know, he was a single dad, she was his daughter, and you know, she, and she was like, you know, she was like, you know, if you ever saw a commando, right? She's about that age, maybe a little younger in that show. Um, and I think they're are they sharing a house. I, I think they're renting like the apartment above like the gar- the the garage uh, of this like fairly wealthy woman who's a single mom. So there was kind of a will they won't they thing with the the mom and the and Tony Danza. Uh, but it's yeah, it's these two actors coming back, um, and it says it's you know set thirty years after the events of the original series, the sequel. Well, follow or focus on former Major League Baseball player slash retired housekeeper. Oh, he was the housekeeper. That was right. He was the housekeeper of the, the place. And yeah, I knew it was some sort of crazy kind of weird, you know, wacky family setup. Uh, but yes, uh, so uh, Tony Maselli, uh, which so, you know, he kept his same first name to make life easy, I guess. Uh, and his relationship with his daughter, Samantha, uh, who is now a single mother uh, living in the family house. Uh, in line with Lear's classic show, the new comedy will explore generational differences as well as opposing worldviews and parenting styles within the dynamic of a modern family in 2022. Uh, I feel like I'm remembering generational things being that, like that. Being that yeah, thing. that was definitely a rule. They've, they've laid off it for a little bit, but... Uh, we did have a good spate of it a while back, though, didn't yeah. we? Where it was like every show. Okay, what am I going to pull out today? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm curious on something here. Uh... Because it says 30 years later, and I'm just curious, is that bullshit, or what? Sounds like, about right. Because, well, I thought it was more of an 80s show, but I just, I'm just Googling it to check. And it turns out, the last season was in 1991, so it's close enough. Yeah. It'll be within, like, a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, in my head, I thought it was, like, like you know, mid-80s, you know? And it, 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 it started in 84. I mean, yeah, I think by the time it ended, right? Yeah, but it, it ran eight seasons, which was longer than I thought it, it did, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, eight seasons, man. How many? That's a lot of episodes. That's 196 episodes. Oh, that's got a sting. You're four away for 200. Well, they're gonna get it now. <laughs> it's true, technically true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, you know, I saw a bit of it when I was a kid. I have absolutely no idea if it's uh, you know, like a light. So, you know, is it up there with like Cheers and things like that? You know, is it up to that kind of standard, or is it just? I never hear people talk about it in that regard. No. It's never on like those lists that people make of, oh, these are the, the best shows of you know, the decade. Maybe it's a gem. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe it's a gem. Uh, but yeah, cool. So that is the comedies. Uh, we'll move on to the dramas. But I'll take this minute to tell you to go over to Mailfuzz Movies and check out the movie podcasts. Screams After Midnight and the Atomic Cinema Experiment. You want long discussions with myself and Tim or Tara, depending on the show, over things like, say, me, me and Tim went over two hours in Halloween Kills last year because it was such a train wreck and tore it to I'd, shreds. So that sounds fun. I'd say they're more focused discussions than what we have here, but I'm not sure that's always <laughs> true. I, I, I think they are typically. Uh, Tim on the bonus episodes that go up on Patreon, which by the way, patreon.com. <laughs> Tim goes TV. wild. He, he really does. He, he tangents a lot more. Um, he's trying to get over his new catchphrase, uh, which is... What's his new catchphrase? He likes to say on a bonus episode where when I when I point out that it's getting a bit too wacky, he goes, "It's the bonus, baby." <laughs> and he's really trying uh, to make it a thing. Uh, so 
I feel like we should all support Tim and start saying it on every show. Well, it doesn't work on regular episodes. We'll find a way. <laughs> all right, out of the dramas. Uh, okay, so first up, uh, yeah, uh, there's a new Game of Thrones prequel or sequel, sorry, being in development. Uh, Jon Snow. Let's get yeah. a sequel series. So why not? Yeah, it's, it'll be called Snow. They've put a lot of thought into oh, that. Oh yeah, one. real, real creative. <laughs> they thought long and. Do you know what the saddest part is? We're, we're laughing. They did think long and hard about this. They had boardroom meetings. They focus tested this. This is what they came up with. Yeah, you could have called it like. I don't know. Like even if you just add, like, let's, let's say you added the word angels, right? And you say, oh, it's a new Game of Thrones series called Snow Angels. And you're like, okay, I get that it's Jon Snow because the word snow is there. But you go, oh, what else does that mean? Like, you know, what does that imply about maybe where the series is going? This gives you nothing. It's just snow. <laughs> yeah, but they like snow, so it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and apparently uh, Kit Harrington's been the one champion it, probably because he sees it as his cash cow and, like, maybe he won't get a big starring role in anything else, so this is his... Does he not in, like, do, do, does he not in the Marvel stuff he's in the eternals i mean oh yeah okay that's how long it's been to watch the marvel movie i don't know which what it's for anymore and and you know it's just not like he gets a bunch of screen time he disappears for the vast majority of the movie it's not there's never one in that movie from what i gather yeah don't right it hints that he's got maybe something in the future but like it's one of those things where you know marvel like to hint like oh this is something that's like i was like okay who's this character because i have no idea (laughs) like i don't know do you want back to the show yes I will give this t- credit for the title if it's not about just Johnson, because you're probably not that familiar with Game of Thrones lore at this point. Let's be honest, or any of it. But yeah, go on. You saw like two seasons. I saw a season and like two episodes. All right, okay. And I've forgotten like the vast. I, I remember some incest being pushed out a window. Uh, Peter Dinklage was like being a bit cocky, and then Sean Bean does what Sean Bean does. So you remember. The first episode, and then Sean Bean in presumably the last episode of the yes, season. Is I think yes. what you're hinting together. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in episodes two through nine of that <laughs> first season. <laughs> That's uh, impressive. But the point I was making is, uh, Snow is the generic name for all bastards in the North. Like each region in in Game of Thrones has its own name for like own surname that they give to bastards. So if this was about like collectively like a group of Bastards in the North, not just Jon Snow. That would be a more interesting title. Okay. <laughs> but I, I doubt... It, it's not going to be that, is it? They just they just couldn't be creative enough. They just went, screw it, I'll do. Yeah, I mean, they could always change it before it actually comes to existence, but, you know. Uh, they had a bunch of people in development. Obviously, one is actually being greenlit and it's on its way. Uh, I don't think it necessarily means the others are all dead, though. This one, I would say, has got a better chance of coming to light because it's actually got a star from the main series and is more bankable as a result. Yeah, I think so. And they'll they'll tease all. Maybe you'll see other people. You know, yeah, that sort of yeah. thing, right? And e- even if the prequel series doesn't do as well as they would want, they'll, they'll probably still do this one as because as, they think, oh, this one might still do well, though, because it's got him. Maybe. It... it still to this day amazes me how how that show vanished from the cultural zeitgeist immediately like with that final season 
Yeah. Like that was that was a juggernaut. That was one of the biggest things that, that you know in pop culture for five six years. Oh, I was sick and of then, hearing about it. I know. <laughs> don't know. That's fair. I, I like the show, and I'm sick of hearing about it. But you know, within two weeks of it ending, that was it. No, no one spoke about it at all. Alright, and then four weeks of it ending, there's four prequel series and and <laughs> development, and it, like it's just. It's just it's a, this is a wonderful little encapsulation of like modern like Hollywood and TV, right? Where they had this successful thing based on a book, and as soon as it finished, how can we do five more? <laughs> not just yeah. not just one spinoff, not just one spinoff that we've got an idea for. We're just actively we've got teams of people trying to come up with ideas for four different shows because we need one of them to happen by hook or by crook, and one of them is happening in the next I want to say month or two. I feel like yeah. it's August or September it's coming. Yeah. You know. I don't know about Rabbit Star Wars. But it's the same thing with Star Wars right now. It's like, oh, we have to have a bunch of shows, so. Yeah, but I like most of those. Well, there's no accounting for taste. Uh, hey. Hey. I critique oh, the shit right. out of Boba Fett. Can I? <laughs> I'll ask a question. I guess potential mild spoiler for Obi-Wan here. Okay. Uh, just in case this is a true thing. Um... Because I don't know if this was a joke or not. It may have just been a joke, based on other Star Wars things. But I saw someone say that in the Obi-Wan finale, we finally got to hear why they call Vader Darth Vader. <laughs> like, like they explained the Darth. Is that, was that a thing? No, but I, I, I know what you're referencing. Okay. Um, one, we, we know why he was called Darth Vader. They explained that in... In the in in the prequel movies, for I mean, I know you don't care about those, but immediately, like 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 one of the lines, you know, Palpatine's like, and I, I will call you Darth Vader. That you know, like okay. so, it, it it was that was there. This is referencing why in the original movie, um, Obi Wan calls him Darth, as if it's a, as if it's his first name. I, like it, it, some people uh, took it that way at the time. I see. Um, and even then, it's. It's nothing. It's just it. it, it ju this just features him calling him Darth instead of Vader or Anakin or you know or anything like that. That that is literally all this is a reference to. It. It's not that bad. So what that sounds like to me is that when they made the original Star Wars, George Lucas either didn't have the balls to tell Alec Guinness that Darth's not a name; it's like a title, or, or it was a name and he <laughs> changed yes. his mind. He hadn't decided yes. that yet. Which I'm more likely to. I'd say that's more likely actually. Is he hadn't decided I that yet. <laughs> I agree, and that's fine, right? Like that's not a big deal. Like you, you like that original movie. That's that's fair to say. I'm gonna say you love it, but you like that movie. Sure. <laughs> Have you ever once thought it's weird that he calls him Darth? Well, no. But to be fair, I don't really like anything that comes after the, the original trilogy. So I've never had to like question that there's other Darths in any serious way. If that makes sense. That's fair. Like, I know Darth Maul exists, but like, I've never thought about it. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I read that. It, it's, it was coming off as a, this is how Han Solo became Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. it's not that bad. Because, <laughs> okay. look, I'm on your side. That Han Solo thing is stupid as shit. <laughs> I, I I enjoy Star Wars, even even when it's stupid, in the same way I enjoy Doctor Who, even when it's terrible, cause, which it frequently is. Um. Finally, anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have made that, but even when it's terrible, it's good. It's enjoyable. It's it's great. Uh, 
I feel similar about Star Wars. Even when it's terrible, I, I enjoy most of it, with one notable exception, I would say. Uh, a, a movie-wide exception. Um, but the, the Han Solo name thing is stupid and awful. This is not that. This is people reaching for headlines and like, oh, look, look what they explained when it, it didn't explain anything. It was just a throwaway line. I assume the exception was Rise of Skywalker, right? Yeah. 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 And, and... yeah. Well, yeah. if you wanted to relive that experience, the newest Jurassic World's uh, right there for you. <laughs> hey, hey. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm annoyed at how fun that trailer for Jurassic World, like, not good, I would say, say, did not look good, but it looked fun, and and everyone's ruining it for me, and I'm just, I just want to have fun with the stupid dinosaur movie. All right, next up, Apple TV has given an eight-episode series order to a one-hour drama inspired by the Pulitzer Prize-winning author Edith Wharton's unfinished final novel, The Buccaneers. So I assume she's dead, <laughs> if she had an unfinished final novel. Probably, yeah. Although, uh, that, they got really bored. Yeah, they just, I'm just I'm done with this now. I'm not doing any more of this. Uh, so it's going to star uh, Christine uh, Throseth, yeah? Uh, Alison, sorry, Alicia Bow, uh, Josie Tota, Aubrey Ebrag, Imogen Waterhouse, and Mia Thurpleton. That was a hell of a I list of names. I don't know any of those names, but they all have lots of syllables. It, it was a difficult list to read, I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> so they've all been cast as the Buccaneers. Uh, so, written by series creator Catherine Jakeways, uh, and directed by BAFTA winner Susanna White who's worked on Bleak House, Jane Eyre, Generation Kill. Uh, the yet untitled series is going to be in production in Scotland soon. Did you say Jane Eyre? Sorry, Jane Eyre, yeah. Well, I'll just say E-Y-R-E, come on! <laughs> no, no, it is. It, was just, it took me a second to front. I was like, I was like, did you mean Jane Eyre? <laughs> look, look, why is it not just spelled A-I-R? Come on, just spell it properly. <laughs> Uh, one of the most famous novel titles of all time. <laughs> I've not read it, to be fair. Nor have I, but it's still one of the most famous novel titles of all time. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of pressure to read a lot of stuff on this show, alright? And I, I screw it up all the time, alright? Yeah, but it's not always on things like Jane freaking Air. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Fight me, all right. Uh, the official logline is: "Girls with money, men, and sorry, girls with money, men with power. New money, old secrets. A group of fun-loving young American girls explode into the tightly corseted London season of the 1870s." Oh, just shoot me now. I'm getting Bridget in flashbacks. Uh, kicking oh, off. Oh, did you watch Bridget recently? Kicking off the Anglo-American culture clash as the land of the stiff upper lip is infiltrated by a refreshing disregard for centuries of tradition. Sent to secure husbands and titles, the Buccaneers' hearts are set with much more than that, and saying, I do, is just the beginning. Wait, are the Buccaneers, I was expecting swashbuckling, or, <laughs> like, some swords. With musketeers. Isn't, is that a Buccaneer? What's a Buccaneer, then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could have... Oh, they're, they're kind of, they were like, kind of piratey. Aye, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking piratey. 
Yeah. Well, there are two definitions according to Google. Okay. One, any of the freebooters preying on Spanish ships and settlements, especially in the 17th century West Indies, broadly, pirate. Two, an unscrupulous, inv uh, unscrupulous adventurer, especially in politics or business. So I feel like this is more along the lines of the second one. Okay, okay. Not for but, me. I'm just going to say it's not for me. But the patrons will make you watch it anyway. <laughs> I mean, they may. Uh, <laughs> By the size of it, I'm assuming they made you watch Bridget. So. Well, that wasn't patrons. That was just a straight up someone paid for a pilot review of Bridget and even paid extra to have it edited with clips. So I, I, uh, I put in the Did time. No, oh, I didn't enjoy it. I think you, know, you got like a little, <laughs> a little gilly pressure that you're keeping a secret, but you're actually like watching another episode every night. I can assure you that I have not watched episode two of Bridget, and thank you very much. Oh, you've just watched all of season two of Bridget instead. <laughs> yes, like, all I'll say is I'm proud of the review because I started it, you know, because I, I, I changed things up a little bit. You know, I usually just have the logo, you know, the Mail Fuzz TV logo come up and then, you know, mm -hmm. welcome everyone, blah, blah, blah. Um, instead of that, I decided to start with a, you know, you know, some movies start with a quote, you know, they'll have it fade up and then they'll fade in like who the quote's by. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good thing. I did that. What was the quote? I mean, I can't remember it exactly. But all right, all right. But the 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 gist of it. It was what does romance stand for? As if it's an acronym. And then it was I can't remember what it actually said, but it was like relying something something, something. <laughs> like it was trying to turn romance into a into yeah. an acronym. And then you know, a few seconds pass, and up comes the name of who said it. And it was, of course, Gary Busey. So, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your next project is to start every review of everything with a Gary Busey quote. It has to be relevant. And let's be honest, that man has said enough insane shit over the years that you could do it. I, I, I genuinely went hunting for a quote that I was, I was wanting a, a quote from him about uh, like misery or despair. Because I was you trying felt to, that, and you were like, even better. Uh, that'll work. That'll work. It's a romance-related quote, um, and I, my backup was looking for Tommy Wiseau quotes if I couldn't get a good Gary Busey one. But uh, yeah, so that was a thing. Why don't you start every episode of everything with a quote? Because that's a lot of quotes defined. <laughs> yeah, buy a book of quotes. <laughs> It'll be terrible and cheesy, but I mean. There's got to be a book of terrible quotes out there somewhere. Well, yeah, but the, the joke was is that it was a it was the, the reveal of who said it was funny. I, I can't think of like a really inventive one to do every every review. Why not? Too much work. Make them up. Yeah. Okay. Just just put in small, really small print underneath. Just put allegedly. No, I'll, I'll just put something like a uh, pimping ain't easy. Fade in. Connor Ryan. Uh, so I thought you were going to go much funnier than that. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to be like Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> no, I just like the idea of keep giving you, like, just keep attributing you with these really weird Every quote with me. <laughs> Give uh, every quote to Red Hot Chili Peppers Flea. Oh, dear. All right. That's the Buccaneers. Jesus Christ. Uh, next up. Um, Netflix is developing a limited series adaptation of John Steinbeck's classic novel, East of Eden, 
with Zoe Kazan writing and executive producing with Florence Pugh attached to star and co-produce. So that's a bit of a team. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know what Zoe Kazan's uh, writing's like, but I like her as an actress in a few things. Um, and Florence Pugh's good in pretty much oh, yeah. everything she's ever in. So, yeah. Um, so the novel was previously adapted in the 1955 film with Zoe's grandfather, uh, Elia Kazan, directing for Warner Brothers. So this is kind of like a weird generational mm. passing of the torch, if you will. Uh, so yeah, the film's known for being James Dean's first major screen role. So the limited adaptation will explore the novel's themes of trauma and repair, love and betrayal, duty and free will. The series will sketch an intimate portrait of the Trask family against the backdrop of huge historical forces, or as Steinbeck put it, the story of my country and the story of me. So. Bye. No. Okay. That'd be good. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, Not right. I'm, I'm kind of vaguely familiar with it, though, obviously. I the only James Dean movie I've seen is Rebel Without a Cause, if I'm thinking about it. It might be true for me as well. Um, but no. Uh, Can I deny it's a big star, though, and... Uh, the, the family connection. I suspect Zoe Kazan will end up having a small role as well, just to get her on screen, but probably not a major one, but just... Probably, yeah. You know, small supporting role. Uh, it's still interesting, though, like the whole the whole thing there. But the family thing, or just the... the yeah, 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 just like, the, the, you know, the family thing kind of just being kind of, I won't say given to her because of that, but more just like, hey, it, it gives them an angle to sell it on, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even realise... You know, her grandfather was a director, but now that I'm thinking about it, I do remember seeing the name like on, you know, credits for things. So that makes sense. It's not exactly a, a super common name, is it? No. Uh, next up, uh, Crazy Rich Asians co-writer Peter uh, Charelli uh, is teaming up with SK Global and Project Brazen to write a television adaptation chronicling the decades-long. Fat Leonard, U.S. Navy scandal, one of the military's largest national security breaches. Also, for uh, something called Crazy Rich Asians, this is a very white-looking dude. <laughs> um, uh, I, I hope his co-writer was uh, of Asian descent. <laughs> so, uh, the script will be based on Project Brazen's popular podcast, Fat Leonard, uh, that featured Leonard Glenn Francis, a corrupt military contractor who spoke exclusively for the first time about stealing tens of millions of dollars through deals with the US Navy in exchange for cash bribes, escorts, and luxury items. Okay. You're right, he's a very white dude. Ah. The other co-writer was definitely Asian. I think that's good to see now. Oh, you can verify it. Okay, good. Yeah. That's fine. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember his name, so I just... Uh... Google Crazy Rich Asians riots. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and they both showed up, which is good. Yeah. So, this smells like something that wants awards. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it'll, as long as it's halfway Compton, will probably at least be in the conversation. I suspect. I suspect as much. Hmm. All right, next up, Kate Winslet is heading back to HBO. She's going to do a limited series. Uh, she's going to produce and star an adaptation of Hernan Diaz's 2022 novel Trust HBO acquired the recent bestseller uh, in a, what has been described here as a competitive situation 
the book's about a wealthy financier who is dissatisfied by a novel based on his life and his wife's portrayal. So he asks a secretary to ghostwrite his memoir and set the record straight. The secretary, however, grows uncomfortably aware that he is rewriting history and his wife's place in it. Told in four different voices and genres, trust is a narrative puzzle that subverts the notion of truth and who gets to define it. That got more interesting when you said it was told in different genres. Yeah, that's a really bold thing to say. I think the other part of that that uh, you know it says four different voices and it's you know it's questioning what the truth is. So the base premise that you recognize there is that he wants this guy, this rich guy, wants to make up a you know get a fake autobiography to uh, you know make his wife look bad. His side of the story yeah. is definitely definitely the real story. Yeah, uh, but it's probably complete bullshit. But the way it kind of like says it's a narrative as a puzzle. It's making me think they might do like a... I guess I'd almost compare it to like the prestige and the way it's kind of like maybe like it's going to jump in and out of whose perspectives right and what and maybe we'll discover things based on how two stories contradict and things like that. At least that's what I'd hope for based on what they just said there. Yeah, I can see them kind of pulling like a Rashomon effect style thing of, mm. okay, we'll, we'll see these various events from the different perspectives and, and it won't actually necessarily tell us which one is the definitive truth, but they'll kind of build on each other and contradict each other in interesting ways. Yeah, that got a lot more interesting by the end of that. Yeah. I, I will say that. And Kate Winslet, obviously, is a solid actress. Yeah. So, uh, certainly not, not bad. Maybe she'll like doing Mirror of Easttown and she's, she's back for more. Hmm. Uh, all right, next up, Morgan Freeman and Laurie McCreary's Revelations Entertainment are setting up a Bass Reeves series titled Twin Territories at Amazon uh, after three decades spent chasing the elusive lawman. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the territories will follow America's number one lawman as he and the British Irishman uh, Oh, what's that? Chauncey? Is that name? C-H-A-U-N-C-E-Y. Uh-huh. Chauncey. Yeah. Uh, Chauncey? Okay. Chauncey Lee are faced with the almost impossible task of imposing the rule of law in the most dangerous place on earth, contending with the outlaw bandits so bold that they post their own wanted posters, thriving native cultures pushed to the brink, and hordes of illegal settlers with nothing to lose, in a titanic battle for the future of a state and a nation. The show will examine the methods Reeves used to bring justice to the Indian territories and the pivotal role he played in the birthing of the state of Oklahoma. Uh... So. I feel like uh, the Western really is back at the minute. Sure, yeah. There's definitely been a resurgence, and this is just everyone wants in on it now, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, so it's based on a novel by uh, Reeves scholar R.T. Burton. Uh, well, most people have heard of The Lone Ranger, if you know the true story of the man behind the legend, who in his time was arguably the greatest lawman of the Mississippi, as the first black deputy U.S. Marshal, Reeves will uh, all but tame the Wild West single-handedly, bringing well in over 3,000 dangerous criminals to justice in his 32 years as a federal peace officer under hanging Judge Parker. So the, yeah, so that's another element there, is it's the first black deputy U.S. Yeah, that, Marshal. that was pretty much all I knew about him. Yeah. Like, 3,000's a lot, though. That's a lot. A lot. Hope he's not cooking the books with, like, bringing people in for stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, but hey, that's uh, yeah, you know, uh, Amazon wanting to do a western. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, but 
I'm not opposed to that. No, not at all. Uh, so that is cool. Uh, next up, Sky Deutschland. Uh, what was that called? Who is Sky Deutschland? Sky Deutschland, yeah. Well, I assume it's Sky Germany, basically. Okay. Because <laughs> Deutschland means Germany. No, no, it is, but the way you said it, I thought it was like a production company or something. Uh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not, it technically is, but... Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's confusing here, actually, because you, you almost think... I almost thought I made a mistake here, because they, they said from the makers of Deutschland 83, and I'm like, oh, did I mix two things? No, it is Sky Deutschland, and they are the makers of Deutschland 83. That, that Those both things are true. Very creative folks over there. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they've got a few shows in development. Uh, yeah. Uh, latest trio over... And although one of these, from what I remember looking glancing earlier, didn't sound like it was going to be, like, foreign. So I don't know if they necessarily just make things for Germany, or mm. if they're just, like, oh, they just happen to be a production comp part of Sky that make things for everywhere. So... Totally would never heard Sky Deutschland been uttered before, so we're confused. But yeah, uh, so yeah, so so Sky's launching original drama Munich Games tonight at the Munich Film Festival. Uh, three Sky Studios uh, shows have been unveiled. So we've got uh, Helgoland Five One Three, Frankenstein Untold, and Huntsville Al. Or Huntsville AL. Yeah, it'll be Alabama. So, yeah. Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the latter two in development, well, the former has already been greenlit. So, Helgoland, this is the one that's already been greenlit, is set in 2034 after a global apocalypse where the North Sea island of Helgoland has become humanity's last safe haven. A totalitarian society has been established that only allows 513 people on the island as the resources are scarce. And the inhuman social ranking system evaluates the lives of the inhabitants according to their usefulness. Uh, at the same time, a dangerous force from the mainland prepares to invade. Uh, all 300 there. Yeah. See, that's like such an interesting premise, and I can see that being great. But I can also see this being really mediocre TV at the same time. Oh, for sure. I mean... But not, not, I mean, you, you can say that for anything, but I can see how this goes wrong really quickly where you focus too much on like all this drama between characters of just like, and, and not in a good way, but more just like, Oh, the, these messy personal lives are all tangling shit up. And, and, and it's just something where I can see with a cheap budget feeling cheap. And like, just, I can, I can feel the low sets on like the, the small sets and stuff on, on something of this style. Yeah, I, I I don't necessarily disagree. I mean, I've not seen a lot of Sky Originals, and but my impression of them hasn't been. I've seen trailers? Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> not really, but um... then then no. But hey, that's the first one. Uh, the second one, Frankenstein Untold. Uh, I went proper German. I only said Frankenstein for some reason. <laughs> I guess I was in the mood. Uh, but Frankenstein Untold is billed as a radical reimagining of Mary Shelley's fantasy classic. Uh, intense and emotionally complex drama, and it is told through the eyes of eight powerful characters. It explores the philosophical and political depths of the novel, centering around themes such as the search for love and belonging, as well as revenge. It's set in 1816. Uh, locations include dirty streets of uh, Ingolstadt, 
Germany, Switzerland, Switzerland's Lake uh, Geneva, sorry, and a vast ice desert in the North Pole. So, uh... okay. None of that sounds bad, but I'm also not sure what makes it this dramatic retelling or either. Like, like a reimagining, I think was the word they used. Beyond just like changing some locations, it sounds like yeah. I mean, they're doing Frankenstein. I don't think they are changing locations. From what my vague memory of the book, those locations all sound... I mean, they might be. It's been a while since I read it. They, they all sound in line with what I remember, so... Uh, there, is, there is a fair bit of travelling in that book. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not against a good Frankenstein adaptation if, they, if they're going to go for it. Yeah, me either, but... We'll see. Um... Huntsville, Alabama takes inspiration from never-before-told stories and will be an emotionally intense drama set in the 1950s in the southern town of Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> Thanks Shocking. for that last part. Yeah, it'll explore how hundreds of former German Nazi engineers and their families radically transformed the segregated, sleepy little town as the American space industry neared its launch after they were recruited by the US Army uh, for secret missile projects. Uh, they, they dream of reaching the moon, but the late arrival of one family could endanger the whole endeavor. Okay. That, that was more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the focus of the type of characters they've got here. The I idea think that... are in that very last point. Oh, sure. Yeah. That, that kind of made it sound like uh, a bit more cliche TV writing, whereas the rest of it sounded like a really interesting premise. Yeah, no, I mean, I can see potential in it. Uh, exploring yeah. this idea of... Uh, because I think what the challenging is is like which ones are sympathetic, if any. Like, like how evil are some of these families? Or you know, is there one or two who are more sympathetic because they didn't really do anything that bad when they were technically, you know, conscripted <laughs> back in Germany? Or you know, or, or is it a case of no, they they're all seen as bad, and we are from the point of view of the rest of the town. But then it tells us that the town was segregated and. That implies to me that we, you know, and, and that it gets changed by their arrival. And that implies to me maybe that we we're not necessarily meant to side with a lot of the. the yeah, the I town. wonder if this new family. I wonder if they're like pretending to be ex Nazis, but they're actually just sent in to like keep an eye on them, and that's why none of them trust them. Maybe, and maybe that's our main characters. I don't know. Could be here. Yeah. That's just I don't know. Just a thought. Uh, but. You know, the, 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 honestly, as a trio of shows go, like, because I almost just glanced over this because I'm like, Sky Deutschland, I don't even know what that is. But then I'm like, oh, these actually all sound vaguely interesting. You know, they may all suck, but they all have a chance of being good. They all have things that, you know, make them candidates for things that we could potentially watch. Yeah. All right, next up. I know you love Freeform, so. Uh... My favorite part of every show that we do. Yeah. So, I know you've been waiting for the, the spin-off to Siren. I will wait a thousand years if I have to. Yeah, uh, it's called Horn. Good job, I don't have to wait then, isn't it? I'm kidding. Uh, so, Freeform has picked up the series The Watchful Eye, uh, which used to be known as The Nanny, apparently. Uh, it's a drama uh, with M Marielle Malino uh, from Promised Land. Uh, she's going to lead the ensemble cast. Uh... Apparently the pilot was ordered, like, last year, so this has been a while coming, this. Uh, but, uh... The Watchful Eye is described as a Hitchcockian contemporary thriller 
that follows a young woman as she is thrust into a world of old money and deadly secrets. It follows Elena Santos, played by Molino, a young woman with a complicated past, maneuvering her way into working as a live-in nanny for an affluent family in Manhattan. She quickly learns that everyone in the mysterious building has a deadly secret and is an ulterior motives. What they don't know, however, is that Elena has some shocking secrets of her own. I have one question for you. Uh huh. Can you imagine anything remotely Hitchcockian on freeform? <laughs> no, I cannot. No. <laughs> no, be either good. I suspect there's been a little fast and loose with that description. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Huh. I feel I feel like that 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 description there neatly like teased like multiple of your rules but skirted all of them somehow by just yeah it, doing it something didn't different. hit anything annoyingly but it got close to several of them it, it did it kept feeling like oh maybe maybe it's gonna maybe, and then and it was like no nah, no just just screw with you yeah okay well there you go that's uh the watchful eye all right next up the final story of the week is it CBS it's not it's CW. Oh, okay. I've still got a pretty good chance with CW. Yeah. So, with Riverdale coming to an end after its upcoming season, Man, rest in peace. The CW is looking at another soapy noir thriller teen drama from the world of Archie Comics. Jake Chang is in development at the CW. Uh, it comes from writer uh, On Lee, maybe? Uh, I'm probably butchering that name. Apologies. Uh, and writer-director Viet Nguyen, uh, who both worked on the Archie Comics-based Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, and some other things at Warner Bros. TV. Uh, Jake Chang is an Asian-American-led mystery following a 16-year-old private investigator as he navigates the racially and social-economically diverse worlds of his ever-gentrifying home of Chinatown. Thanks, thanks for the big syllable words there. <laughs> Description. You really struggled with that one, didn't you? I did all right, but like they, they really threw some, you know, and they even threw in a hyphen at one point. Like, screw yeah, you. Somehow you still did better than you did with Jane Eyre. I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> and the elite private high school he attends. Uh, the show will blend soapy teen drama with neon noir aesthetic, all while flipping nearly every Asian stereotype, honor, martial arts, destiny, lineage, parental sacrifice on its head. I can see this being Riverdale 2.0. It very well could be. Uh, I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. Hmm. Although, if you despise Riverdale, then yes, it's a bad way. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the character only appeared in Archie Comics for the first time in February, so he's, like, brand new. Ah, oh, fair enough, then. <laughs> which, is, which is probably why you've not heard of him, if you're sitting yeah. wondering, why, have I not, why don't I know this character? Yeah. Uh, so... Do you remember a few months ago where I was convinced that uh, Sabrina and Riverdale had crossed over? Uh-huh. And and I was wrong, turned out. They, they hadn't. I was... I, I don't know what I was mixing them up with, but whatever, they hadn't. Well, they are now. Uh, they've got Sabrina showing up in this season of Riverdale. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was just, I was just a little bit ahead of the curve. Just a couple of months. If I just had to wait a couple of months, if I just hadn't opened my mouth then, I I, I knew clearly somehow that this had happened or was happening, and I just yeah, I got the information at the wrong time. Yes, ahead of the curve, otherwise known as wrong. Uh, oh, blah, blah, blah. 
I'm not wrong anymore, so it's fine. No, but you said it had happened, aka you were wrong. A few weeks now will have had happened. <laughs> That's not how it works. So oh, I think it is. There you go. That is the the TV news. The shambles that it is. Uh, you can, of course, let us know what you thought of any of the news stories in the comments. Like, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications, all that stuff. If you want to support us, you can hit the super thanks button below. Or go over to patreon.com slash TV and support us over there for as little as a dollar per month and help keep all the content coming. Um, and most weeks, uh, when there's a TV news, uh, patrons now get that early on the Saturday at the $5 tier. Because uh, it publicly on the Sundays. Uh, that is the the... The, the new thing. Sometimes if we can't record it till the Saturday night, it may just go up for everyone on the Sunday, but as long as we can, it will go up early on Patreon on the Saturday, which it will this week, because it's uh, very late Friday, or very early Saturday, depending on your uh, perspective. So Sounds, pr- sounds pretty up. I think, I think it's early Saturday at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Happy Saturday morning, I guess. Thank you very much for joining us, everyone. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV. And I should probably mention, you know, check out the recent reviews uh, that went up. Uh, the boys from this week, uh, reviews already up. Uh, you know, I, uh, obviously I'm not on the reviews, but I caught up on the boys, barring this episode. I haven't got to that yet. Mm-hmm. But it's a good season. It's, it's very good. It's very good. Uh, by the time this goes public, the Stranger Things uh, finale review will be up for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So check out that too. And uh, coming up in the next week or so, we have The Return of Better Call Saul. We have... So excited. Um, uh, you know, there'll be more Star Trek. Uh, it won't be too long. Once Strange New Worlds is done, we'll be back to re- regular weekly episodes of Twilight Zone, classic Twilight Zone. So look forward to that. Um, and it's not too far, actually, because of where we are in Star Trek. Uh, Deep Space Nine is only a couple of weeks away from us starting that uh, on, on our classic Star Trek kind of journey that it's we've a, been doing. A monumental next step of our journey. Yes, uh, which we've been doing since January 2017. So, been a long time coming. Uh, so, if you haven't been, you know, watching all the Star Trek reviews, uh, there's a lot of them sitting there waiting to be watched. So, go and have a look. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>